Are we those old people that oh are God. like, you young kids don't know what we walked uphill oh in the snow holding a potato? We really are. <laughs> yeah. Like, we had You CDs. don't know how good you have it. Oh my gosh, that's so yeah. true. Like, when way, we was traveling. Way back when. <laughs> when we were traveling I mean, it was back like, in 2012. It was almost nine years ago. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> Welcome back to En Route, the Power of Travel podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Aaron. And on today's episode, we are going to share some tips for dreamers and new travelers who are just getting started, the first steps to take, and how to set yourself up for success. And that's healthcare travelers, y'all. Welcome back to this week's episode. I know we are a bit tardy, but we do have an excuse, and all you healthcare travelers out there will understand the excuse, and you'll feel happy that we did release the episode this week. Um, also, I want to say we want to jump right into this episode. So this week's episode is sponsored by Kim and Aaron G on Instagram. So follow along for some amazing photos and even better, some daily stories. Yeah, we like never do photos, but just follow along for the story because that's where it's at. That's where we share all the things. Yep. So you can follow along at Kim, K-I-M-A-N-D-E-R-R-A-N-G on Instagram. We'll see you over there. Microphone, please prepare for departure. All right, so it is, and that was a that was a spoof um, sponsorship. But obviously, anyway, I didn't want it was a to... jokey joke. Okay, but for real though. But I feel like we sound so legit with like our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> We're practicing. We're sending out vibes. <laughs> One day we'll have a real sponsor. Yeah. Um, okay. So obviously as we started off, uh, we did say that we were tardy this week. Um, that's because this was my first week of my contract and I worked 80 hours this week. Okay. Um, <laughs> so to set the tone, well, first of all, it's 547. Aaron just got home from work and... We came right into into the room to record, well, into the studio, sorry, Ooh. <laughs> to record, and then we're going to go make dinner, and then I'm gearing up to start my first day tomorrow, which is insane, so we'll get into that in a second, but Aaron had his first week last week, and as we know as travelers, like, when we have to take call, usually there, there's a grace period. There's, like, a two-week grace period. To kind of get you used to the department. Yeah, like, give you a lay of the land, let you kind of figure things out. Well, not here. This they, facility's grace period was your first two weeks, you're on call. You're on call. Like, <laughs> basically, you start call this weekend. And we are like, oh, shit, dude. Like, I know. I am on shadow call, though, so I do have somebody with me. They usually do um, one technologist and two nurses. And so I do have another tech with me. But, for instance, Friday, he came home from work and got called back in and was there till like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday had to go back at 10.45 and was there till what, 7? 7? 7.30 at night. And then Sunday, uh, aka my birthday, had to go back in at 3. And then you were only there for a couple hours. But I was there still, till 7. Like, it was just, we're like, this is crazy. It was already a big transition getting back into taking a contract. But then to like... You literally worked like a hundred hours. Well, on top of that, 40 hours during the week too. And it was my first week in trying to figure out all the things and work with all the docs and... Welcome back to the travel life, man. It's been a while. It's been a wild week. And then 
I've been, I think we talked about this on the last episode, but how um, I'm unexpectedly taking a contract. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed, my first day was supposed to be Monday, but I kept getting delayed because with the storms and stuff in Texas, like the drug screen and like the background check, all that stuff, a lot of it processes through there. And so there was a delay on start dates. So mine kept getting pushed back. So I'm officially, I got cleared today and I'm starting tomorrow oh boy which i kept i was like i wasn't mad that like i didn't get to start monday i was like cool like because it was the day after my birthday so i was like this is awesome but then it kept getting pushed back i was like okay now i just feel unsettled i'm just ready to get in there and like get comfortable and get it over with Mm -hmm. because i wasn't expecting to work period so the fact that i'm like gearing up for a first day Again, yeah. I'm like shitting my pants. Well, and it's crazy because you're doing 12 hours for the first time. Yeah. Well, you did 12s at, in Janesville. Oh, that's true. And you okay, did. that was like yeah. nine years ago, bro. Yeah, I know. So but, first you, but you have done it before. Yeah. And then secondly, it's only eight weeks. Right. So that's kind of my saving grace is that it's 12-hour days, no call, hallelujah. Occasional weekends. Maybe. Maybe. So I'm, but no call. That will just be like my shift. So three twelves, no call, eight weeks, 24 days. So I keep just saying like 24 days, 24 days. And also knowing that because this was very unexpected, you know, again, I wasn't planning on working and it just kind of fell on my lap and it felt right. So here we are. But I know that this money that I'm making is going to our overall vision, right? Our yep. overall dream. Like it's allowing us, you know, more money, giving us a bigger runway to take our year of travel, to build our Amazon store, to build our brand, all the things that we want to do. So it's such a blessing yep. in disguise. It really is. Uh, so I'm just trying to focus on that because I really don't want to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Really don't go. I know. You'll do good so, though. Anyway, this podcast. That's what's, okay, so that's what's happening with us. Um, that's why we are kind of late because life's been a little crazy. Mm-hmm. So with this podcast, we wanted to kind of do a throwback and just share some tips of, of people who are just getting started. So dreamers, if you're on the fence about traveling, new travelers. Oh, and I wanted to say this too, is that it's geared towards newer travelers, yes, but even if you're a veteran traveler, if you've been on the road for a long time like we have, I keep listening because I know that you're going to still take some value away from 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 the things that we're going to share. So you'll be able to take something away and implement it into your own travel life because we do share a good mix of some practical things and some mindset. And I mean, even when I was like writing this out, I was like, wow, this is really like good to stuff to remember, like for myself. And I've been traveling for nine years. So anyways, stick around. We're going to get into it and we're going to share some of our best um, tips. Well, I guess I should say, too, that we're just sharing a couple of things. Like I don't want this podcast to be 10 hours, right? Right. So we have tons of different trainings and resources where we get into the nitty gritty on so many things. So obviously we can only cover a couple of things, but I I pulled what I thought would be important for people kind of just getting into the groove of things. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think you said it, like traveling nine years, you know, there was so many things that we learned when we started this contract and we talked about it in a podcast. So you're... You're constantly learning, learning, you're constantly evolving, things are always changing, and so it's always good to get a refresher 
And maybe you're in a different position at this moment to hear something different that triggers because of a situation that you've had on the road. And so that's what we're trying to bring here to this podcast. Good point. Thank you. And yeah, we want to share some things that will give you an overall positive experience, not just like, you know, the logistical stuff with making money and this and that, but just an overall like cool experience as a traveler, you know, so some things to think about and take away. So that's what we're going to get into right now. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I got one good nugget in because I think I'm only limited to about three. Why? Because my brain is fried. I know. You're loopy. Loopy. That's okay. Okay. We'll do our best. Let's go. Go ahead. Start us off. So what do we want to start with? So first things first, this is, you know, super just... I don't know. What am I trying to say here? Just a no brainer. But, you know, there is so, okay, this is specifically for somebody who's just getting started. Okay. There is so much to learn about this industry. I would even say that's for veteran travelers that just jumped right into it. That's true. Because there's a lot of travelers I work with that I'm like, oh my God, they don't know anything. Yeah, that's true. And that was us too for years and years and years. Okay. So that's true. So this is really for all travelers, but Really take the time to learn about the industry, okay? Take the time to learn about what you're, the life you're living or what you're about to jump into. There's so many resources out there. We have tons, obviously this podcast, we have our YouTube channel where we have tons of trainings, our Facebook group that has Oh my gosh. Uh, hundreds of trainings. Because we've been in that for years doing training. Three years. Yeah. We have our our uh, online course, Traveler School. That's a step-by-step course that walks you through everything. I mean, we personally have put years and years into developing and creating resources to help new travelers get started. Like that's our thing. Mm-hmm. But even if you don't want to buy our course or learn from us even, well, I guess if you're here, like you clearly want to like <laughs> listen to us. But I'm just saying there's tons of people out there. There's tons of people out there teaching about traveling, right? So take the time and dig in. Plus it's fun. It's fun to learn about what you're getting yourself into, right? I always say to Aaron, like, when we were creating our course, I was like, gosh, like, could you imagine nine years ago, if I would have found this course, I would have been so stoked to come home, put it on, get a glass of wine, and get excited for, like, what we are about to jump into and be knowledgeable and feel confident and prepared diving into an industry that is unfamiliar to us, you know? And, I mean, and you can take that along a lot of routes and you know as kim and i have been exploring this amazon route as we've been exploring you know what we're going to do for our theme for youtube and our videos and this podcast we've been running across a lot of couples that basically pretty much have the same idea that we do and it's not a level of like wow like they have the same idea it's taken it's like holy crap they're showing that you can be successful in this and proving that there is a path forward. And I think that would have been the coolest thing to sit down, watch two travelers that have been there, done that, have been successful along the ride and know that they're going to guide me through it. Mm-hmm. That would have been an amazing thing to have a course in. So that's why we created it. Yeah, 100%. And so, yeah, take the time, dig in, have a night of it. Again, we're not like saying go buy our course, of course, if you want to, but like in anything, like find somebody that you want to learn from and dig into it and learn from it and doing and taking the time now, again, even if you've been traveling for years, right? If you were like us, we didn't know anything. And so 
we were making tons of mistakes and we kind of just jumped in blindly. And it was like four years in that we started to learn, oh, there's actually some stuff to know here. And so no matter where you are, just take some time, dig in, learn about the industry, and that will end up saving you a lot of frustration, a lot of overwhelm, a lot of, you know, costly mistakes and things like that. So yeah, I mean, there's and even just researching in a Facebook group, like Kim keeps saying, if you don't want to buy traveler school, no problem. But like go into a Facebook group, go onto YouTube, look for healthcare travelers. And like a lot of healthcare travelers will have that in their tags to, so that when people type in healthcare traveling, the videos pop up and look at the titles. And when the titles trigger something, like maybe you see like bill rates explained and you're like, I know nothing about a bill rate. I know nothing how we get paid as travelers to the nitty gritty. Like write that, write that down and just go back and like set up your own video playlist and start watching these videos to help you learn. Um, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So number one, I mean, no brainer, no matter where you are, take the time to learn the things. Actually, you keep saying no brainer. And to be honest with you, it's not a no brainer. We think it's a no brainer because that's what we do. But the majority of people say, Oh, I work in healthcare. Oh, I have a specialty. Oh, my first step is call a company and just get on the road. And I think personally, that's the biggest mistake travelers can make, especially nowadays in the information age. That's right. That's what my whole point was that there's so many resources now that weren't available when we first started. It's like, take advantage of them. Are we those old people that are like, you young kids don't know what we walked uphill in the snow holding a potato. We really are. (laughs) Like we had, you don't know how good you have it. Oh my gosh. That's so true. When we was traveling way back when (laughs) (laughs) when we were traveling back in 2012, it was almost nine years ago. I mean, it's crazy. Okay. So number one, do the research, learn the things and have fun with it. Get get some wine, champagne and like champagne. I like champagne. Since when? I'm like having a champagne moment right now where I really wanted a glass to like celebrate and like have a nice dinner like a momo or a no like real like straight straight champs like from france whoa well the reason why was because on our portal we have all these videos or pictures from all of our travels it's just constantly playing and it's a good vision board it was the uh like time that we happened to be in paris for some reason it gets in these moments and it plays like all the pictures from that specific time then it moves on to another theme but it was like france vibe so it was like we drank a lot of champagne there oh we did remember we sat it was like the whole vibe yeah after we got engaged again yeah so all the so if you don't know what we're talking about, we have a whole episode on that way back when. It was mm-hmm. like our second episode yeah. when Aaron reproposed um, in Paris at the mm-hmm. Eiffel Tower or overlooking the Eiffel Tower on the Arc de Triomphe. Okay. But anyways, so I was like, ooh, like, <laughs> I, I really like at, champagne. And then I fell asleep at our celebratory dinner. Oh, yeah, then we went to dinner. We're like, oh my god, we're like engaged. Like this is amazing. After ten years of being married. Well, nine. Nine. Yeah. But then, like, I was so excited to, like, go out to dinner and, like, talk and, like, be lovers in, like, France and, like, make out at the table and, like, play footsie. And Aaron, like, fell asleep snoring, like, in his risotto. I'm like, this is the worst night ever. We took an overnight flight after Travcon. So, anyway. Yeah, we were tired. Go ahead. Okay, we digress. Number, Number two. two. This is super, super simple. Um... Find the right recruiters to work with. You know, I can't tell you how many times I see people posting in Facebook groups about which recruiter should I work with. That freaking pisses me off. Well, and it's just because I would have done the same thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would have done the same thing. But, like, you have to 
First of all, your recruiters, and we say you should work with two or three because you want to keep your options open, right? So that's important. But your recruiters are your go-to people. Like they are the most important people on your traveling journey with you. They're the ones finding the jobs for you. They're the ones that are paying you. They're the support system that you go to when you need help or a question, right? So you want to find the right ones to work with. And so taking the time, again, it goes back to learning about the industry and then taking some time to ask good questions when you are talking to a recruiter because the thing is if you talk to a recruiter and you get locked in with that recruiter they make it very difficult to change a recruiter in the end in the company so really take that seriously and when you ask on like okay for instance we'll use us as an example if you would have asked us in a facebook group okay nine years ago hey who i need a good recruiter like i'm ultrasound who should i work with I would have been like, hey, like holler at our girl, you know, Cindy, what's up? <laughs> like, you know, like we, cause we loved our recruiter and we would have recommended her to people had people asked. Now looking back, she was awesome, loved yeah. her, but the way she was doing things and paying us was not at all how we teach now and what we now have learned is fair. But back then we didn't know that. So you never know who you're asking. Right. Right. So you can take the recommendations, but then call them or e or email them and have some questions you want to ask them before you're just like, I'd love to work with you. Let me send over all your stuff. Make sure that they're a good fit before you just jump in. Yes. And obviously finding the right recruiter is phenomenal. But again, it goes back to doing yourself a favor and not just completely jumping into travel. And what I love the most about our Facebook group is we have a shite ton of dreamers in there. People that are like interested in traveling, but they haven't pulled the trigger yet, mm. which is an amazing place to be because I honestly feel, you can honestly tell the difference between the ones that are gonna pull the trigger and the ones aren't. And the ones that are, go after it with like learning as much as they can. And they're like, they're excited about it because they want to learn because Everybody has the thought, right? It's the ones that are going to put it into action that literally, it's their light. It's what they want. They want more information and all the information they can get. Well, basically going back to number one, if you don't understand the industry, then you're not going to understand what questions to ask. You're not going to understand what is the difference between companies that have direct contracts versus they work through a VMS and they get third-party jobs and what effect that that has for you as a traveler and getting interviews and like keeping working and steady working and how they get paid and all those things that you really need to learn. And I wanted to use this example because one, uh, we forgot to mention our backpacks that we're creating should be arriving next week from our, for our, our sample. sample. They yeah. should be done tomorrow per se. I hope so. We'll see. Um, but Amazon's a great example. Kim and I and all of you out there know what Amazon is. You know that there's products on Amazon that you can type in and anything pops up and you pay for them. And people know that it comes from an Amazon warehouse. So when Kim and I had the idea to in invent this backpack and wanted to sell it, we're like, wow, Amazon would be a good place. We didn't just send a backpack to Amazon. We literally bought courses and we read and we listened to podcasts Me and too. we went on YouTube and we went on Skillshare and we went everywhere we could and then aligned with people that we connected with that we felt that we could see our vision in 
and made our own playlist and bought a course and watched everything before we even took the first step to reaching out to a manufacturer, reaching out to a prototyper, because we would have done ourselves a disservice and probably wasted a lot of money and made a lot of mistakes along the way that didn't need to happen. So I basically say again, really researching this is really important because it helps you in step two in finding the right company, finding the right recruiter, instead of just putting it out there on a Facebook group and having Joe Schmo, who's traveled for 10 years but doesn't know anything about the industry, recommend their recruiter that doesn't pay you double time for overtime, doesn't pay you properly, doesn't give you reimbursements back from your extensions, all the above, you didn't know that, and now you're locked into that recruiter. Yeah, and it's fun. Can I just say, like, sitting down and, like, watching a course on Amazon is super fun because we're learning something new. That's going to benefit us in the future. Yeah, which is fun. I'm like, we get, like, nerdy on it because we're like, wow, like, this is so cool to learn something new. So, yes, I, I learn about the things, ask the right questions. We have trainings about... Finding the right recruiter. Yeah, so you can, like, search for those. What I would do now, honestly, just keeping it so freaking simple, what I would do right now if I was a traveler, just getting started, I would go through Nomadicare, 100%. who's a friend of ours, who actually we're going to be bringing on the podcast to talk about her entrepreneurial journey, mm-hmm. but she's a friend. But besides that, I would just feel so safe and supported as a new traveler, just going on and knowing that so if you don't know what nomadic care is just really quick it's just a company that laura started that basically she goes and vets these recruiters and she asks them very tough questions there's a a grueling interview process and she only chooses the ones that pay fairly and that do things in a certain way that have integrity yeah, that have integrity. So it's like the best of the best recruiters, okay? And and her company holds these recruiters accountable or they do their best to be able to stay on top of it and hold them accountable. So you as a traveler can go on to the website, put in your information and, you know, where you want to go and what you're looking for and all of that. And then Nomadicare matches you for free with two recruiters, right? And so if I was, that would be the first thing that I did. Like Mm -hmm. I would go on there, get my two recruiters and see how I feel about them. Well, and on top of that, as a new, as a new traveler, who's just wanting to get their foot in the door, Nomadicare isn't just one company with that relies on the contracts that that company has with different hospitals. She works with all, if not all, the, the recruiters have to meet her standard, but she has the majority of the jobs in the country because she works with yeah. all the different companies and takes the best recruiters right. out of those companies. So, so the, right. so you have the, big access. The takeaway is, you know, that's a source that I trust, deeply trust. 100%. And I, that would be me personally. That is what I would do because it seems easy to me. Mm-hmm. It seems clean. You can get so overwhelmed with all the details and the this and the that and the videos and the trainings, even though we're such obviously like proponents of learning. But sometimes it can feel overwhelming too. And I feel like just going to Nomadic Care is a really easy, clean next step. And then seeing how you feel about the recruiters that she hooks you up with. Because if for some reason it's not a good fit, you can go back to Nomadicare and say, sorry, this isn't a good fit for me. Right? So anyways, it's it's free. If you want, um, we'll put a link to her site. If you want to check it out, it will be in the show notes. So just go check it out. Yeah, I was going to say, if you um, don't like your recruiter, you can give them back. Just like you gave back the shrimp yesterday. 
that you oh didn't like. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to settle for things you don't like. Okay, Erin makes fun of me because I we were supposed to have a shrimp, like a grilled shrimp dinner for my birthday, which I was so excited about, like kebab shrimp style blackened on the grill. And then he has to go to work. So we never get to do my birthday dinner. I basically sat home alone and ate a sweet potato and kale salad. And like, that was my birthday. And then, but then you came home and you surprised me and whatever. Then we watched the Oprah interview with Megan and Harry, which was awesome. It was pretty good. Okay. So we go to Whole Foods yesterday to get my shrimp because tonight we're actually having this special shrimp dinner as soon as we're done with this podcast. And Aaron went and got farm shrimp. Well, okay. again, yes. Not a fan. I, I, she's not a fan. I'm not a fan either. Again, we come from Florida where, honestly, in my opinion, that's shrimp. where the best shrimp come from. The mm-hmm. the Gulf and freaking Jacksonville, Mayport. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I know I'm that Kim snob. doesn't like to peel shrimp. So the only non-peeled shrimp... Wait. The only peeled shrimp were farm-raised from Thailand. Which I'm absolutely not interested in. And... The the fresh caught were peeled or were not, yeah. yeah shell on. So anyways, Aaron gets that, and I was just like going back and forth, and I was like trying not to be difficult, but then I was like, I really like they were like mushy and disgusting, and I was like, ugh, I really don't want these. So Aaron ends up going back to the we got all the way to line, and he was like, fuck it, he goes back. He's like, I'm sorry, but my, she doesn't want my these. wife doesn't want these. Like blames it on me. I'm like whatever, I'll take it because it's true. And then they gave us. The ones I wanted. Yeah. And I mean, on top of that, it was like, I could see her face already. And I knew what was going to happen because I know my wife so well <laughs> that literally, even if I put them on the grill, they were blackened to perfection. She would have bit them and said, ew, I can taste that they're farm raised. Yeah. I could, I knew it and it would ruin it's the totally dinner. Me. So it was worth such a going diva. back and getting the shrimp you it wanted. Was. But it's a great lesson to adults. Why settle for something I don't like? I mean, we're paying for it. Is it that complicated for the guy to take that one back and give us a fresh pound of the other shrimp? Like, it's not that complicated. It's n- Who cares if you're being a little bit annoying? And you walk out with what you want and what you feel is, is you know, going to add value to your evening. Yeah. I mean, I just worry with COVID that they probably had to throw those shrimp away. No. Well, for God's sakes. That guy probably took it home and ate it. Like, probably. he was happy as a clam. Okay. Next. Moving on. So, oh, this is actually good because we're going to talk about showing up for your first day. Again, briefly, because I feel like I might have packed too much in here. Not really. Oh, no. Okay. Just because, you know, each one of these topics we, like, have done full-on episodes on. Either a training or something. So, we just kind of want to graze over. Is it graze or glaze? Glaze. Glaze. You put glaze over a donut. I thought it was like graze, like a cow. Like you're just grazing. You're grazing the surface. Yeah, you graze graze the surface, but you're glazing over. Graze the surface. So one, (sighs) do your research. Two, hook up with good, solid recruiters that you like. And I'll also say too, just real quick, the recruiter thing. You know, a recruiter can... Because again, all recruiters, even in the same company, can do things very differently. That's what that's key because it's not just the company, it's the recruiters inside the company. They mm-hmm. have total autonomy and they can do a lot of different things. And one recruiter could pay you one way and another can pay you another way. Okay. In the same like company. Oh, yeah. So, but that being so, that's why it's important to talk to the recruiter and see how they do things. But even with that being said, even if your recruiter, 
you know, pays you how you want to be paid and you feel like he's trustworthy or she or whatever, if you don't like them Mm -hmm. or if you don't feel like you can talk to them or that they're answering your questions or they're rushing you through or you just don't feel comfortable. Or they're beating around the bush. That's not a person you want to work with for the next X amount of years, right? Because you're going to be talking a lot to this person. So I just want to throw that out there because it's got to, it's got to like fit. It's Mm -hmm. got to feel good or... You know, you're always going to feel uncomfortable every time it comes around to getting a contract, yeah. you know, and you don't want that. So, And I do want to say before we jump into the next topic as well that we do plan on doing a two-parter. So there will be another section of this that we're going to cover yeah. some some more things. I um, never so said that. I know. These are the first uh, couple that we thought were super important. Um, and again, there's so many different rabbit holes that you could dive down, like finding housing and, and all these different things that you could do as a traveler that are very important to understand, but we, we like these. And so we're going to split them into a two part series. So come back next week for the rest of them. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's our mid, uh, you know, supporter next week's podcast. Yes. I was going to say something else about that. I can't remember now, but. About the recruiters thing. But anyways, I just think it's... I think you covered it. Super, super important. Oh, just Mm -hmm. a quick example of when I was... Somebody had hooked me up with their recruiter and I got on the phone with them. Mm. So yeah, this is a great example, okay, of me getting on the phone with them, asking a bunch of questions that I knew that I wanted to make sure that I worked with this type of recruiter and that we were on the same page and he completely was the opposite of what I wanted. And he beat around the bush. He didn't pay, you know, for the overtime, the things that I felt like were important. And anyways, it wasn't a good fit. And so what do we do? I, we got off the phone and like I never worked with him. That was absolutely not a good fit for me. But had I not known and asked good questions and like connected with him, I would have just been like, okay, I'll work with your recruiter. Why not? Right? Because Sally told me to. So it's important to be able to ask good questions to get a vibe. Also, I didn't like the personality. So it was a whole situation that I was just like, red flag, this is not my person and I'm going to move on. Right. Right. Okay. But you knew the questions to ask. Exactly. Okay. Moving on. So your first day. So we're going to talk about this a little bit because, and it's very fresh in my mind right now because tomorrow is my first day, which is crazy. I'm nervous. Even after nine years, it's like, I, know. I always get nervous. On well, go ahead day. and share yours because I kind of have something on that after nine okay. years. So basically just kind of some tips to show up on your first day. Like first days can be very nerve wracking, of course. Like you're walking in to a brand new environment. I don't know what I'm walking into tomorrow. I have no idea. You know, you, the people I'm going to work with, is it going to be busy? What are the doctors like? What are the protocols like? What's the overall vibe energy? It's like, you really just don't know. So of course, anytime you walk into anything new, you, you feel uncomfortable, you know? And so I always just try to go in. Well, usually I like to do my research and I'll like drive by the hospital. I'll get a lay of the land. I actually didn't do any of that this time (laughs) because everything kind of like showed up at it, you know, happened so quick that I just didn't do anything. So basically, usually this is what I do. But I want to feel the less like the least amount of stress that I possibly can. 
on my first day. So I do things to help prep me for that. So usually that's driving by the hospital, getting a clear path of where I'm going, um, you know, waking up, giving myself plenty of time, having a healthy dinner, having a healthy breakfast, you know, just doing all the things to help me feel my best. And then, you know, really just going in and I always give myself like a pep talk before I go in and just showing up and being confident and rolling your sleeves up, taking initiative, getting in there, right? And just asking like, okay, cool, I'm here. Like, how can I be helpful? What do you need? Like, ask really good questions. I have a notebook that every time we start a new contract, we get a new notebook. So Aaron bought me a little notebook that I have and ask good questions and write things down so you can go back because you don't remember things right away. It takes a little bit to click. And so, or it, it takes a little bit for you to remember all the things because we're learning so many new things with the computers and machines and all that. Well, and you so, don't want to be that person that's always asking the same question over and over again because you didn't take the time to write it down. Exactly. Exactly. So I write as down as much as I possibly can because then I can go back to it. Mm -hmm. So... Well, and being forward enough to say that I'm going to write this down. So then that way, so can you slow down when you're talking to me? Because I want to get this down properly. So then I don't have to come back and bother you if we get busy. Exactly. And then there, there's just a clear understanding of like what you're doing. Yeah. And I want to say too, because this conversation came up in our Facebook group today, but just knowing, like giving yourself grace, because just knowing that there's always a transitional period when you start a new contract, like it takes time to learn everything. And so you will be a little bit slower. You will have some questions, right? So don't beat yourself up if you're on day three and you're still like, I'm not getting it, you know? Or it's like, just give yourself some grace. It usually takes me about a week. Eh, a couple of days. It depends. But after like, yeah, a couple of you're days. You're coming in fresh this time though. I know. I'm like, this is usually I, I've been off for like a year. I'm like, this is the first time that I'm not as rusty as usual because I've only been off for like a month. But I'm just saying with the computers and all yeah. of that, that was like the biggest thing is like getting caught up with all the systems that go into it. So give yourself some time. Know that this is totally normal um, and everybody's in the same boat and everybody feels the same way. And after about a week or so, you'll start to feel, you'll you'll find your, your flow with it and it will start to feel more comfortable, you yep. know, but there's always a period of time that it, it is a little bit, yeah. you know, you kind of feel like a fish out of water. I would say too, honestly, one of my biggest tips is if you've never packed your lunch at a hospital for a hospital job before, I suggest packing your own lunch for your first day, always, because everything is so frantic. You're learning so much. You're meeting new people. You're figuring out the department. It. I personally feel like if I had to like run to the cafeteria to grab something and what if you don't get there and the cafeteria is closed and like... Just because your day's so frantic, the one thing you know that's solid is the lunch that you brought. That's and and I just babe. I just think it's a great thing to always... I mean, we pack our lunches every day yeah. anyway, um, but there's just something about that first day. I would never buy lunch on my first day because there's just so much going on. You don't know how busy the cafeteria is. Yeah. I don't want to think great. about it. I know that I can just go sit somewhere, maybe take a deep breath by myself if I need to or with my new people yeah. and enjoy the lunch that I brought because yeah. that's a consistent. Yeah, 100%. And the other thing is really going in, like I don't care how long you've been doing what you're doing, you're going to be learning the way they do things. That's why you're there. You're there to not be a consultant. You're there to help them and to learn how they do things and work with their system. So 
drop your ego, be humble, go in there, have a willingness to learn, a willingness to be helpful and show up and just do the damn thing. Like do, do the job, you know, and, and don't get caught up in the, the hoopla and the drama. Yeah. Cause everybody wants to point out who the problems are and who the yeah. issues are. And so I just stay out of that. I'm like, let's just, Hey, can you take me over here and show me like how to get to the lab? Or, you know, I try to change the subject and like, turn it into like a, a way yeah. to tour the the hospital and, and things like that. But I do want to say too, I don't know what happened on this contract, but you know how you just said that it doesn't matter how long you've been traveling. I don't know if my, my cup overfloweth, um, but, or it's just a dink that everything that they have, machines, computer systems, I've used so many times mm-hmm. that it's literally like, Okay, they showed me once and I was like, okay. Like I knew exactly how to navigate it. I knew how to bring it up. I knew how to create my own work list and and do all this because I've just, I know their system so well. And then I don't know what it was, but it just like clicked where IRs are basically set up the same way. Like where there's wires, there's catheters. Where there's balloons, there's insufflators. Where there's embolics, there's gel foam. Like, all the, there's syringes, like it's all kind of follows the same flow. And for some reason, it just seemed like I'd been at this facility for years. Yeah. And it was just funny. I noticed that this time. And I don't know if it was because the pressure was put on on day one when I looked at the schedule and saw that I was on call my first weekend. You couldn't fart around. That changes the game. And so, but I usually feel like it takes me like a week or so to get acclimated to how they do things, how they scan in their paperwork, how the nurses work and all that kind of stuff. And this time it was like day one, I felt like I'd been there five years. Yeah. Which was really cool. And, And like I said, I don't know if that's just because of the experience that I've had or the mind frame that I've learned to go in with, or the fact that I was on call this first weekend. I my day, my first day is like that tomorrow. It will be. I hope so. It will be. I think too, you know, again, it's we've been to a lot of facilities in nine years, and I don't think we've been anywhere where they're like, they reinvent the wheel, right? It's like, no. yes, most ultrasound well, protocols are pretty similar. You know, IR is across the board. They do similar things, but everywhere you go, there's different nuances, yes. different exams, different ways doctors want things. So those are the thing. obviously the computer systems, how the flow works with the patient. So those are all the things, you know, you got to get in there and learn and figure out but right? that's and a that good, can take some time that's a good play. point too i think i took a lot of pressure off myself because i actually said the fact that i don't know your nuances doesn't show my lack of knowledge mm. and i used to that's think that tip. if they were doing a dialysis catheter and i didn't know that they used this over this well that's a nuance that doesn't mean that i don't know how to do the procedure that i'm not knowledgeable in what's going on I just needed to see that nuance and now I got it. Yeah. And so that's one thing that I just took the pressure off because I was always looking for the nuances instead of just doing what I normally do because I realized I don't do things to make big mistakes and the nuances aren't enough to make a huge mistake, but I always wanted to be perfect and write what they write and chart how they chart. And it's like, no, just chart what I chart and it's perfectly fine. Take the pressure off. Because I do that too. I put a lot of pressure on myself to like know everything in the first hour. Like Mm -hmm. I got it all. Like I do everything exactly like they do. And I put a lot of pressure on myself. But I also, I I like to just kind of 
I don't know. I, I like to know as much as I can in like the fastest way possible. That's just my personality. But it, yeah, it's like learning, take the pressure off, like relax, like show up. We, we know what we're doing. We're right. not like newbies, like in our industry, like we know what we're doing. We're confident, like show up and just put yourself out there. Know it's going to feel a little funky at first and like, you're going to find your flow, yeah. you know, ask good questions. That's like my number one tip. Yep. Just ask good questions because you want to be clear on everything. So like, don't pretend you understand something or pretend, you know, something like, even if you might feel a little embarrassed or you don't want to be annoying or whatever. If you feel unclear about anything, just ask, just get, get like direction because that's going to help you just feel more confident moving forward and you understand what's needed and what you need to do. So clarity is everything. Asking questions is everything from the beginning because then you can just roll, Mm -hmm. you know, from there. Uh, And the last thing I'll say about that too, is every contractor being, uh, like, well, not, you would hope that you get a good reference every from every contract. That's important. You want to build your repertoire as a traveler and get references, good ones. So you want to make a good impression. But that aside, you are always getting evaluated by the facility, whether you know it or not. So you want to do a good job because you're, especially if you're newer, because then you're showing the company that, oh, like Kim's a good traveler. Cool. We can trust her. We can put her in jobs to like represent our company, you know? Well, that was a good story. When we first, I came out, Kim and I both came out of a smaller facility. And so my first travel contract was Emory University Hospital in Atlanta, which is a monster. It's huge. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, you know, I talked to my recruiter. I was a little nervous going in. I didn't know what to expect, but then I think my ignorance actually helped me, um, because I didn't know what to expect as a traveler. So I just went in with open arms to learn and grow and just be friendly and fun and like know that like, I didn't have to take as much call as I did in the facility I left and it was going to be new and it's three months and like all this excitement. But at the end of that contract, my recruiter said to me, um, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but you got a raving review from Emory and that's going to set you up for the rest of your travel career. If that came back not good, this could have been the end of our relationship Mm -hmm. because you wouldn't be able to get other contracts. And I never knew that existed. And once I knew that, I went into every contract knowing that they're evaluating me. And then the company is like, I want to put you forward to these bigger facilities, to these massive contracts because... I know you're going to represent not only yourself, but our company well. Right. And so that is happening. So just know that. That's happening behind the scenes. So you want, that's how you build trust within the relationships. And the travel world is a very small, small world. Yeah, it really is. It's crazy. Like I was recommended, listen to this people. Literally, I worked with these two travelers who I loved working with in Orlando, Florida, I arrive at this facility in Palm Springs, Florida, uh, California, and I'm being introduced and they said, oh, he's the one that's friends with the last travelers that were here. And I was like, what? Come to find out my manager got my resume from the travel company and called those two travelers to ask if they'd ever worked with me. And they said absolutely and recommended me and said that they enjoyed working with me and I was a lot of fun, very knowledgeable. I'd be a good fit for this facility. And so they hired me out of the whole stack because of two travelers I worked with in Orlando, Florida. Which is crazy because you didn't even know them. But you made an impression. What do you mean I didn't know them? Didn't you only work with them for two weeks? For like two or three weeks. Yeah. So it's just funny because again... 
you know, you made this impression with them and, you know, but it's not like you guys like knew each other from way back or whatever, no. but she, they were able to be like, Aaron's awesome. Like go with him, you yeah. know? And so that landed you the job of a very competitive job. Yep. Because uh, it's very high paying in Palm Springs in the spring, right? So, yeah, I was like, wow, what a, that's crazy. Right, which I didn't even know about till I arrived at the facility, which was nuts. Right. It you, wasn't... Didn't, you didn't know they were doing that behind the scenes. No. There's so much stuff going on behind the scenes, you guys. Yeah. That's another thing. Just side tip or side note is really be mindful of what you're putting on social media. Oh, yeah. Because people are looking. Like, I've been so many places where, like, yeah, we, you know, looked you up on Instagram or we looked you up on Facebook, you know, because they have a stack of resumes or whatever. They're looking at people. Whether you think that's okay or not, that's besides the point. But they are doing it. So if you're somebody who's like, like, I went to this place and, you know, they sucked and this person was an ass or I don't know. I hated my manager. Yeah, like, the energy you're putting out there, like, that can Easily, they can easily look at that and be like, Ugh, this is not going to be a good fit for us, right? So really think about what you're putting out there because everybody is looking at everything and they're making judgments on you based off what you're putting out there. And that's just a fact. Take it for what you want, but that's what's I happening. I mean, you say right or wrong, but like everybody puts on a professional face, mostly everybody, I'd say 98% of the people put on a professional face for an interview. And travelers, we do that interview over the phone. So all you can do is take their voice. So it's very easy to be like, hi, I'm Aaron. Like, I'm really excited to have this interview with you, blah, blah, blah. But like your per- your social media is you on the outside and how you carry yourself. Yeah. And your a lot of your traits and qualities and values come out, unfortunately, online. So be careful about what you're putting out there if you're yeah, being you, hostile and aggressive. You look and, like an asshole, people aren't going to want to hire correct, you. Correct, <laughs> because as somebody who's hired people in a lot of facilities, I've checked social media plenty of times, especially when it's down to two or three. I want to see who's going to fit with the group the best. And because if the skills are across the board... I want to see who's going to like, like the vibe the vibe of that person and the personality. Are they going to vibe with the team or not? Yeah. And you can tell a lot of that on social. Totally. Yeah. So just be mindful of that. Okay, let's move on because yeah. there's just too much here. Well, uh, it's a two-parter, so we can like cut and do, you know, we can go to the into the second part. I think let's leave that the next part for step for the second okay. one. Okay, let's Sounds just, good. we'll talk about, we'll, we're going to circle back. So make sure you tune in next week as well. If you're not subscribed to the podcast... Make sure you subscribe. It's totally free, but it lets you know when a new episode is live and ready to be listened to. So make sure you do that. We're going to get into some other stuff in part two, yeah. but we don't want to like have this be yeah, so, so when So when we're tardy for the party based off of freaking our contracts, you'll know by getting an alert that says, Round has a new podcast available. Exactly. Okay. So I think one thing, this isn't necessarily like a tip, but it is something that I wanted to talk about is as travelers the decision fatigue oh boy yeah that we go through because it's real it is brutal and to be honest with you there's it's it's a excuse me it's a very close second to um traveler burnout but my we did a whole podcast we did my my personal opinion is i think it's less about traveler burnout than it is about wait it's less about traveler burnout than it is about decision fatigue because when it's about making decisions and finding housing and are you going to get corporate? Are you going to find your own housing? Are you going to interview? What facility to take? What contract to take? What state to drive to? Making those decisions every three months gets very freaking tiring. And then starting the new contract and talking about the first days and being the new kid every three months. Like 
There, that that fatigue in the brain gets heavy. We use a lot of brain power, like constantly. There's always decisions to make, even when you're just trying to find the right uh, contract to take. Mm-hmm. There's so many decisions that go into that. And so it can really wear you out, especially when you are doing it every three months. And so, you know, we've been traveling for nine years. It is our favorite thing to do we the best decision we ever made everyone who knows us knows we were always you know talking other people into traveling where we love it but it's also not all rainbows and butterflies and that is a that is one of the things or you know quote unquote challenges that comes with it is that there are a lot of decisions to be made all the time and it can wear you out a little bit Mm -hmm. and you know we've gone through a couple seasons of of just being kind of burnt out with everything But what we wanted to do is just share. So knowing that this is something that can happen. Okay. This is something, this is part of what you're signing up for. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're, you're, you're moving and grooving. You're on the road. You're going from place to place to place every couple of months. Of course, there's going to be decisions to make. Okay. So just knowing that that is something you're signing up for, but just a few tips to help make that easier for you to know, to expect it, but to help it, to help get you back, to fill your tank back up Mm -hmm. when you're feeling a little burnt out. So the first thing is you can always extend. That's a big helper. That's huge. Because here's the thing. I think we've extended almost every time, even if it was 100%. just for a couple of weeks. In in the nine years that we've been traveling, I've only done a three-month contract three times. Really? Yep. Where? The rest have been... So I did it in Burlingame. Oh, yeah. I did it in Bellingham. And that was yeah. just because it was... Uh, uh, for surgery, somebody coming back from surgery. Right. And then I did it in Orlando. Okay. I don't know if I've ever done it, actually. I've always extended, whether it be a couple of weeks or um, like my last contract was a month. Um, so mm. I don't always extend for the full three, 13 weeks. You did in uh, Virginia Mason. Oh, yeah. That three was months. Three, yeah, that's true. Um, because three months sounds like a long time, but if it's fast it flies this where we currently are a hundred percent there will be no extension hell no when you're i only have eight weeks aaron has 13 there will be absolutely no extension so that will be cool so we're like 12 weeks sorry you already got through your first week but we're like okay this is gonna go by so fast but it does it goes by really fast so an extension is a great way if if you're feeling like you want to slow down a little bit and you're already in your groove, you're already working, you're making money, you don't have to find a new apartment, any of that. It's a great way to just stay a little bit longer because that can really help. I mean, six months in one place, and if you're liking the place and you can go and explore and all of that, like it's really saved us a lot. It has. And again, just since this is for newbie travelers, I'll just throw this in very, very quickly. But six weeks out from when you're, I, I even start like, you know, maybe two months out, I just say, hey, I'm really enjoying it here. Do you feel like you guys need a need, have a need for me a little bit longer? I'd be willing to stay. Um, and so I just kind of want to play that out because I want to start looking for my next contract, but I'd love to stay if you guys would be willing to have me and talk to your manager, talk to a lead. Like, yeah. Just don't, put the feelers out yeah. to see if they want. And, you know, again, Traveling is really cool because we have the opportunity to stay longer. Well, if if the hospital needs you to, in most cases, in my, in our experience, they usually do. Um, so you can stay longer if you want, but then you're also, you know, you might be ready to move on to the next, right? Because we, that's how we were. We were just like ready and excited for everywhere we were going, you know. Yeah. And then you get to a point where you're like, oh, okay, I'm kind of 
burn out a little bit. So maybe I will extend an entire three months, you know? So it's like, but you get to decide that. Right. But it's a great way just to stay put when you need a little bit of a breather because it goes quick. And then the other thing is the beauty of traveling is that you take time off. Take time off when you need to. Every time we've taken a significant amount of, you know, time off. Okay, I just said that word like a million times. That's okay. Um, we always feel so much more refreshed. We we feel, you know, a little rusty and kind of like, oh my gosh, like getting back into it is almost, you know, a little bit tougher. But we always feel refreshed. We're like, okay, we can do this again. Three months, like let's go. And, and as a traveler, you can really take time off whenever you want. Right. As long as you have the money and all that, that's a whole and other it, And it doesn't topic. hurt you either because honestly, I was off. I, I did a three-week stint um, in December, but other than that, I was off for nine months. And when I went into this contract, I was like, I take a lot of time off. I was off nine months. I worked three weeks in December, and that was it for nine months. And they were like, whoa. Like, yeah. They thought it was cool. It wasn't like, oh, you suck. Like You're probably awful. Like, they were, like, really excited. Like, how, what a cool lifestyle that you just get to, like, chill for nine months. And I want to add again, like I said, you know, when you're first starting out as a dreamer and you're ready to go, like, if you could really, I'm, I'm going to pull the dad moment here, really focus on your finances and really get yourself to where these contracts are, are working Maybe they're working to pay something off. Focus on that and work as hard as you can to pay that off. Because the minute that that flips to where finances aren't driving your decisions, that the money is just going in to just help you take more time off or put into a savings account. When you're making the decision out of a place that you're not needing money, it changes the game. Because when you're chasing the money to pay off things, you get burnout really quickly. And so that was a big turning point in our travel life was when all of a sudden we got to the point where we were making decisions because we wanted to, not because we had to. Yeah. And I wish we would have done it sooner. A hundred percent. Because, you know, we finally got to a point where we busted our ass to pay off all of our debt and lower our bills and all of that. Because when you, when you do that and you have a little overhead, it's easier to take time off because you don't have tons of bills. Like you can easily take you know, the time off in between contracts. So yeah, I wish we would have done that earlier. So I'm glad that you brought that up because that would have been my main focus. Mm -hmm. If I was just starting now, that's what I would do is like bust my butt for, you know, a, a period of time and really focus on getting my finances cleaned up. And, and then I would have taken time off. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't get burned out as quick. Right. Yeah. I guess we're talking about a different topic, but no, I'm saying it, it all it all stems into one because if again like there was times where we were like man we'd love to take time off but like we don't have the money to really take that much of extended time off and I'm feeling tired and I don't want to jump into a no contract but we have to yeah so we had to and that led to some burnout well and I think too even with a traveler I remember you know even leaving Florida with our full-time jobs, we never had, you know, time off. We had two weeks a year or whatever. And so we never had time off. So driving even to Atlanta to go take that first contract and that in-between time, like we went to Tallahassee and then we went to Atlanta. I think we had a couple of weeks off and, and we had never had that much time before. We're like, oh my gosh, even just that time in between getting there to the contract, we're like, this is so awesome. We have all this time to like, 
chill. Like mm-hmm. when this has never happened before, you know, and that so that was even the time in between contracts. Take that additional week if you can. Again, it's all about your personal finances and, and where you are. Sometimes you just need to start working and get it going and make the money. But if you could push it back a week, get settled in and go explore your area before you have to start working and just give yourself a little bit of peace there. You mm-hmm. know, it really does make such a big difference instead of always being in like the hustle mode because mm-hmm. it will wear you out. Yep. And then last thing for this part one is literally have fun on your adventure. This yeah. this travel life is so beautiful and you get to see and experience and meet the most ex- like amazing people, places, really get to explore this country we live in. Some of you can even go and travel overseas and work. Like there's just so many different opportunities that I never knew existed. And a lot of times you can start focusing on what's next, what's next, what's next, instead of being really present with, Mm -hmm. holy crap, Kim and I are living in Palm Springs, California right now. What a cool spot to live. We said that the other day driving down the road. We're like, we're in Palm Springs. Like, what the heck? This is so random. You know, like, when did we ever think we would be living in Palm Springs? And I think that's the coolest part about what we do is that, we get to live in really cool places all over our country and spend enough time in these places to really dive in and explore them, right? We're not just here for a week on vacation. We're here for three months or more. So really taking advantage of that, like, wow, like, look at where we get to live. I mean, the places we've been able to live, like Seattle, San Francisco, San Diego. Atlanta. Atlanta. Janesville. Um, where we've lived. Oh, like on the Canadian border. I mean. Pacifica on the one on the uh, Pacific Coast the Highway. The 101, or not the 101, the Pacific one. Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah. I mean, just these cool places. That I'm like, wow, like I always dreamed of coming here. And I get to live here for three months. And so really take that in and be present and enjoy everywhere you get to go. And, you know, I always ask as soon as I get to work, where do I go? What do I do? What hikes are there? What, where do I eat? Like I get a list going in my phone and then we try to go to as many places and explore the area as much as we possibly can while we're here. Well, and we've actually gotten so good at doing our own research and asking people that, Literally, for instance, Kim and I found this restaurant here in Palm Springs and we went to and it was a total experience. It was a Japanese Scandinavian master sushi chef. chef, That's really hard to say. Sushi Mm -hmm. chef um, that blended and fused the Scandinavian flavors, but also paired it with like Japanese whiskeys from all over the like not world, but Japanese whiskeys. And then you could do flights and they had a full bar and it was outdoors. It was amazing. So Kim found this restaurant, right? Did you find it? Um, it was actually recommended by another traveler. Okay, that was here, which was amazing. Another yeah. reason to use the Facebook groups. But then I went to work and told the people that have lived here for 20 freaking years. And they were like, I drive by that place every day and never knew it existed. Three people made reservations for that restaurant because I went and told That's them how awesome. amazing it was. And they've lived here forever. So... We get to experience because there's a time frame. Yeah. So we dive in hard. And what a beautiful experience to have to just be like, we're here for three months. Let's work and experience everything we can in this in this city. Yeah. It puts a fire under your ass. Like there's so many times people have said like, you guys have explored more in, you know, the couple of months you've been here than I have the my entire life that I've lived here. And I think I know that's because... 
it's there's a clock on us. So you want part of most travelers are adventurous and they they want to get out and they want to explore different areas. That's a lot of re- the or the reason why we do what we do. And so it's exciting to go out and explore as much as possible and get it all in before you're on to the next place. Right. So really just kind of taking advantage of that and having fun and not getting too caught up in all the other stuff and know that there are some challenges and stuff along the way. But for the most part, like we get to live this really unique, beautiful life in cool places and just get to have these crazy adventures. And well, it's amazing. And I will say too that, you know, I know you guys are saying again, I can hear it. And just, you know, you guys travel together like, oh, it's so cool. You get to go experience it. But the cool thing about it is, is there's so many Facebook groups and so many different things that single travelers literally are like, yo, who's a traveler in this area? Let's meet up. Let's go for this hike. Let's go out to dinner. Let's do this. Let's do that. And especially as a single person in a, in a hospital, you meet one or two people oh, yeah. in the hospital that you could be like, yo, like, you want to grab dinner like tonight? Like where's a place that you would go to dinner? Do you want to go? Or do you know somebody that would want to go to dinner? Like, it's very easy because you are that exotic, new, like, you know, person. be friendly. Put yourself out there. Right, because you'll be surprised at at what you'll receive. And especially nowadays with social media and so many travelers being on the road, and especially out in the California area, people will drive to meet up with you and and do these meetups. And it's a lot of fun. And, uh... The last thing I'll say is we are actually going to be interviewing. We're going to be doing a lot of cool interviews on this podcast, too, which we're excited about. But Emily, who is the co-founder of a new app called Med Ventures, and it's basically like a meetup app for travelers. So get on there. Check it out. I was actually looking at it, and it tells you it's kind of like a swipe where you can see who's around you, what travelers are around you and what their, you know, what their interests are and stuff. So it's a really cool um, app to take advantage of to get out there and meet people and go do adventures with. So yeah. anyways, awesome. okay. We- I'm so oh, hungry. I know. I can't believe I lasted this I'm long. I'm so hungry. I'm hangry. So we're going to leave it here. Yeah. And yeah. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you made it to the end, like how freaking Yeah. Hallelujah! Is that what you want for our show? Like, what if somebody was like, you know what? I made it to the end. Hallelujah! I hope people stay till the end. I always stay to the end of podcasts. I do too. I love the end. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week for a part two. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, please subscribe if you're not already. If you like to, and you want to have notifications when these episodes go live, and leave us a review. All of that will be in the show notes, too, so you can just scroll down. We make it super easy to do all of the things. And and remember, make our sponsors proud and follow us on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At Kim and Aaron D. That's yep. it. Yeah. And uh, we will see you again next week for another Tips for Newbie Travelers. Okay. Bye. Bye.